Amen. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And uh, we're so glad to be here with you this morning. Amen. And it's, as Pastor said, it's such a joy to see you all come together first thing in the morning to learn. You know, we, we get up to first have our coffee, to, you know, do our things, look into our mobile phones, what's for the day and everything. But to come together to study God's word is a wonderful thing. And we appreciate the church for mm. taking this effort. All right. And uh, today uh, I want to focus on the family part. And I think pastor will focus on the ministry part tomorrow. And uh, when I spoke to pastor Johnson and asked him, how are we taking this? And he said, there will be three groups of people here. One, um, those who are ready to get married, young adults. And then we have people who are married, young couples. And then we have people who are married and have children and, you know, have that family, you know, where there is parenting also involved. So I want to touch these three areas with uh, whatever God has put in his word first and with whatever experiences God has given in our lives. Okay, so with both of these things together, I just want to put forth some thoughts that will help us. Amen. And uh, our ultimate purpose is to bring glory to God, nothing else. So let's have that in mind and move on into what we're going to learn. All right. So the first group that I'm going to address, address is young adults. While I address young adults, couples and families don't think it's not for me. It is also for us and it's vice versa as well. All right. Okay. So the first thing that I want to say is, you know, we are all sitting here as God's children, right? Children who know the Lord, who have given our hearts to him. So as a Christian, a person who follows Christ, you know, when you are preparing yourself for, for marriage, there are two things that you need to remember. Okay, so you can take down these things. Two things you need to remember. The first one, I was so happy. You know, every time I look for a confirmation and uh, the worship leader started off on that note, letting me know that God is taking us in that direction. So I really thank God for that. The first thing we need to know is who we are, okay? As an individual, who am I, okay? When I say I'm a Christian, we need to know our identity. Who am I? Who am I as a Christian? I am a child of God, okay? I am a child of the living God. He is my heavenly father and what does a father do he has lots of things in store for me he looks at me as i am his own his precious son his precious daughter you know and he values me he wants to see me enjoy all the blessings that he has for me right even earthly fathers think like that right but sometimes we think like that, but we fail. But that's not so with our Heavenly Father. 
he wants the best for us and not only does he want the best he wants us to behave like his children right he has a set of rules he has a boundary that is set for us he says this is how much you can go these are the things you need to do these this these are the uh, things you need to follow why is it because he wants to get a name no it's for our good right so first we need to understand who we are who am i i am the child of the living god the heavenly father the king okay so when i have to be like that i need to really know him i need to get to know him i need to desire him you know and how can that happen only when we have a fellowship with him not once in a while every day every moment seeing connected with him how would it be if i you know before my marriage i'm in my father's house i meet him once a year and say oh hi you're my dad wow okay and move off no i cannot have a connection with him if i'm going to be like that so we need to have that constant connection with our heavenly father so that we get to know him and we take in all that he has for us okay so that's the first thing you need to know who you are in christ the next we need to know is whose you are every time when we live in this world we need to know whose i am i belong to someone i belong to the king of kings you know that's where it comes a king means he has a kingdom i am under that king i need to follow what the kingdom rules are right and that's how our life needs to be so as a young adult waiting in marriage these are two important things that we need to understand who am i and whose am i because that sets the to the the stage for us to move on to the next step called marriage why do i say that because when you know who you are you will be careful to look for somebody who has the same mindset you will not go around and pick somebody just for their beauty or for them being so handsome but you will look for who they are find out their identity who this person is okay he or she is a child of god just like me he or she knows what it is to be a child of god what are the privileges as a child of god what are the responsibilities as a child of god okay so that is why i said it is so important for us to know who we are and whose we are and this is the same thing that we need to look for when we are looking for a partner for us okay and this 
we can grow in maturity grow in understanding of who we are and whose we are only if we go to the word of god it is in his word that we can every day become strong in knowing who we are and whose we are and the second thing is practically what i did when i was looking for a life partner i just prayed one simple prayer lord i want a man who loves you more than me no so that is what i want i would encourage you also to do say lord i want a woman who will love you more than me i want a man who will love you more than me and you might ask me how can i identify that akka you know watch watch from afar look for godly characters because you know who you are and whose you are look out see are those qualities there in that person you know and see how they behave how they express things how they handle um tough situations everything from afar watch them watch for their church practices how are they are they regular in their going to church how do they mingle with church people what are their principles no are they following the ways of the world or are they following the ways of the word of god you know these are the things you know we need to be looking for look for what are their priorities you don't have to be so close to know it you can watch from afar you can you know um what do i say evaluate a person by looking if a worldly man can say that how much more as a child of god right so look for these things pray about it pray about it talk to your pastors talk to people not your friends not people who will say yeah 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 you can go ahead and no people who will have that discernment to see what god's purpose is for your life and whether these things will whether your union with this person will help talk to such people keep it pure keep this not uh, looking for a life partner pure think pure and make the right decision in your life when we live like this we will obviously make the right choices you know so that's the first thing that i wanted to say for young adults and so i just want to say a small prayer you know for all the young adults here looking for life partners mm. okay let's just pray lord right now i come for all the young adults of god who are waiting for a life partner lord just as we heard in the worship oh lord the past is past but lord from today let this be a new decision that they take lord that they will know who they are and whose they are and behave accordingly and walk accordingly and live accordingly and lord that they will look for such a person who will become their life partner oh god give them wisdom give them that sensitivity that discernment oh god and help them to make the right choices in jesus name we pray amen, amen.
know and so from moving from who's we are who we are and who's we are you know this takes us to finding our life partners and then we enter this beautiful union called marriage and many of you here are married some of you are young couples some of you are little older some of you are anybody as old as us 25 years into marriage all right so we are husband and wife and there are five things that i want you to remember and take down okay five c's let's go with the first c okay the first c is covenant okay when we say we enter into this marriage or this holy matrimony the first thing that comes to us will be called covenant marriage is a covenant what is a covenant a covenant you know according to dictionary language is a union between two individuals or groups in which all assets talents debts liabilities are mutually held okay it's a binding agreement between two or more in which there is total agreement nothing is hidden everything is transparent and it is an agreement that cannot be broken that is what a covenant means and you know from ancient times if you see you know this marriage covenant the most binding covenant is the blood covenant you know in those days any covenant they made they would uh, you know they would have certain things that needs to be there in that covenant okay and the the characteristics of a covenant is that it is unbreakable and that all possessions are mutually held okay held together and the properties of a covenant is that there will be an exchange of certain things okay like in our jewish culture if we take there was this exchange of a coat okay there would be exchange of belt signifying strength then there would be exchange of names then there would be a shedding of blood there will be the blessing and curses pronounced and then there will be a memorial or a seal and then there will be the covenant meal i cannot go into all this in depth in depth but one day we can do that okay and if you want to see examples in the bible you no know, there were covenants made abraham made a god made a covenant with abraham okay and all these things were seen in that covenant and then god and the israelites the people of god they had a covenant made and you can see all these things that are there and then there was a there is a covenant between jesus and the church you can see all of these things that have taken place and finally we can also see it in marriage there is a covenant that we make in the presence of god as husband and wife in today's culture what we call that that's what we do in the church we exchange vows we say hey in the presence of god i as a husband 
these are the things i'm going to do no matter what till death do us apart i am going to be like this and the wife also says in the presence of god no matter what this is how i'm going to live till my last breath so you see the first c is very important the covenant okay and we need to know that it is holy it is pure it is precious it is important and we cannot take it lightly it is not something that we can play with okay it is for life this commitment that you're making is for life okay and so there is no turning back whatever comes there is no turning back we need to get this fixed in our heads that is why i said no the first part is so important which part the waiting and seeking properly with god's help to find the right life partner don't mess with it okay but today maybe you are saying oh pastor that part, that phase i finished i got into marriage now i'm thinking what i should do let me tell you start a fresh today no not by changing your spouse you have already made that commitment you've come into that covenant relationship we're going to take a moment to pray we're going to ask god you know maybe you're saying maybe you were thinking maybe i made a wrong choice or maybe i messed it up maybe i didn't look at things this way again you know i'm so thankful to god for confirming his word through that worship leader you know we need to have a heart of forgiveness this morning so you've made the covenant no turning back but we can forgive we have that with us take a moment to forgive each other let go of the past up until this moment however it was let it go ask god to do a new thing from this very moment now just just take a moment to pray lord if there is any one lord who says man i didn't look at all these things when i entered into this covenant but i know how important covenant is this is my life but i've got so much of bitterness against my spouse i've got so much of hatred and anger because of all the things that have happened until this moment how can i move beyond this god i pray right now for everybody who's thinking like that that you will fill them with the father's love you will give them your heart lord a heart that forgives oh god i pray that you will start a new thing in their life from today lord that the old is past behold all things are new in you oh god today you've opened their eyes to see this truth so i pray oh lord from today they will look forward to how to take this marriage life forward 
Give them the strength. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So you see, once you make this covenant in the presence of God, the word of God says, no, in Genesis, God said, for this reason, what will a man do? He will leave and cleave and become one flesh. What does that mean? No, to leave means to let go of an attachment. You have been holding on to something in the past. Now you've got to leave all of those attachments and cleave onto what has been given to you in this covenant. Be it your husband or be it your wife. Okay? So you leave all things physically, emotionally, spiritually. Leave all that old baggage and cleave and work together physically, emotionally and spiritually and what you both are united and one. Okay, so always we should remember that we are one. I tell you, you know, so many things can be sorted out if we have that one thing in mind that we both are one. Now, I, I, in fact, uh, recently our children were asking when we were celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary, you know, how it is, um, you know, like many people have asked, do you fight? You know, I say no fighting. Arguments, plenty. You know, when you fight or when, you know, how I look at it, fighting, when you're two teams, you fight. When you're separate, we fight. But when we are one, I might not agree with everything. He might not agree with everything. We argue. No? But then we'll come to that. No, we come to a common ground. We settle it. And we are in one team. Okay? So this is so important. If we can understand this, leaving, cleaving and be becoming one our marriages will be wonderful okay so the first C is covenant the second C is uh, the second C is wait, let me take it circles okay those of you who've been uh, long enough in uh, TWC Agartala and who have attended uh, one of the marriage conferences that we had earlier on where we came might know this because I have shared it there. But I want to share it again. When we got married, you know, on the first day, my husband told me a very simple but profound truth that we chose to follow all these years. I just want to put it forth in front of you. Circles. He looked at me and he said, Pratima, he took my palm. Okay, and he said, Here's the first circle. Okay? And inside this first circle is who? You, me, and God. Okay? He said, these are the only people who will be there in this circle. Nobody else. Okay? That's the first circle. Okay? And then he drew another circle a little further. Okay? So that there's a gap between the first and the second circle. 
outside of that circle he said that's where comes your parents my parents your relatives my relatives your friends my friends and he said there's a gap here he said nothing that happens inside the first circle will go to this circle and nothing that happens in this circle will come into our circle wow i just took it that really helped us build our marriage and later when we had our children i told you know there was a gap between the first circle and second circle we put our children in that gap so the central circle is god my husband and me then comes our children and then the third circle beyond the third circle is where everyone else come okay and nothing from there comes in nothing from here goes out this is a very important um key that you can hold on in your marriage to keep it successful so in the center circle i said it's god your spouse and you right so now he and i we both have roles to play right the husband has some roles and the wife has some roles let's just look at what the roles are from the bible i'm not going to be taking time to read from the scriptures but i do know that you all know in marriages they read ephesians 5 gives a clear picture of the role of a husband and wife okay and uh, even in proverbs we can find a clear picture of how a wife should be okay so we are going to see from all these uh, scriptures what our roles are no uh, in a uh, the chapter 5 is a chapter on christian relationship okay and there you see the role of a husband and wife but the first and second verse says be imitators of god and walk in love these are all very common to both the husband and a wife okay and then comes more specific to the role of a husband it says the husband is to be the head okay he is to lead he, when i say head what does it mean he is the person who needs to lead the family he is the person who needs to create the boundaries for the family he's the person who needs to provide for the family he's the person who needs to make right decisions for the family he's the person who needs to see that the family is doing right that the family is living right in accordance to god's word so being the head and being the leader is not just like hey i'm the boss i do what i tell no 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 there's a big responsibility that comes in being the head okay and the next thing that the bible says in ephesians 5 is husbands have to love you need to love how like 
Christ. The world says you need to love. Oh, I love you, darling. Here's a rose for you. That's the only level the world knows. But as a child of God, you and I, we need to know that as a husband, we need to love like Christ. How did Christ love? He looked beyond our mistakes. He gave himself. He cleansed us. You can go and read all of that in uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 onwards. You know, he cleansed. He clothed. He, you know, he saw to it that, uh, you know, um, we are made pure. Till today, that's what he's doing. That's the relationship Christ has with the church. That's how God wants husbands to be. You know, love unconditionally. Just be there. Do things as Christ would do, you know, and uh, more if you want to learn about love, there's a whole chapter on love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it talks beautifully, what does love do? Every day, I would encourage all husbands, you know, see, are you a leader, a head of the family? Are you doing the right things? taking the family in the right direction. Are you leading them? Are you loving your spouse? It is so important. These two roles, you know, if God had given a thousand roles, imagine how hard it would have been. These two roles itself, you know, make us go, oh my God, what a big role I have. But I want you to look at it like this. He's just given me two things to do. Let me do it faithfully. Let me work on pleasing my God in doing these two things right. Every day ask God to strengthen you to do this. Okay. And to the wife. So if the husband is the head, he's the leader. Can you also be a leader? There can only be one leader and the other follows right so that's what it's written so beautifully so husbands be the head lead wives submit to that leadership you see how beautiful how simple that is and say oh it's so simple to say uh, but to follow it's so difficult sometimes you know he makes such stupid mistakes he's sometimes very You know, he doesn't even understand what he's doing. We'll come to that later. But there is a job for us. We just got to do what the Bible says we've got to do. We need to submit. You know, before I say that role of submission, I want us to go to Genesis. You know, why did God create us women? He looked at Adam and said, It's not good for him to be alone. He needs a helper. You and I are called to be helpers. To who? 
not the whole world not our friends oh i'm going to go out today and help my friend i'm going to go out and do something for you know my mom my aunt my uh, grandfather no 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 i'm going to help my god made us to help him he gave him a role to be a leader i need to help him be that good leader he gave him a role to love me i need to help him to make him want to love me more ah bible says you got to love you got to love me bible says you got to lead me you lead me no you got to play a part there you got to help him okay you help him in submission you don't say you know what you have to do you don't boss over in submission we say hey you can do this you're struggling let me help you i'll be there with you i'll walk this road with you let's do it together that's how we need to be okay so you are a helper you need to submit and you know what he loves you you love him back you no know, may you say ah akka that's not written in the bible like that but that's where i told you know the first thing itself it's written what walk in love love one another all these were common commandments for both husband and Okay, so we need to know our roles inside of these circles. Okay, and uh, that is so important. And uh, I just want to uh, tell you a little more about those verses. You know, it says, "Wives submit to your own husbands." What does your own mean? One's own private, peculiar, unique possession. okay so he is my private peculiar and unique possession why yes it will be peculiar <laughs> sometimes okay but you need to submit to your own husband who is like that why because for the husband is the head okay and what does head mean that he is the head of the domestic household giving him a responsibility okay and that's how it goes on so jesus was our best example we just follow him all right so bottom line i want to say in this in this is christian husbands are to care for their wives with unselfish and undemanding love and christian wives are to give their husbands complete respect and loyalty okay these are very important in your roles so how do we do this takes me to my third c okay so the third c is communication ah good point akka you know this is one area where we struggle a lot all of us have been there 
okay so we need to communicate right let's just look at some of the things you know about communication what is communication basic understanding it's two way it is not one way two ways you listen you speak okay it's two ways that is communication and what happens you know after marriage before marriage communication is superb after ma- marriage it decreases and you know why it decreases because of different interests and involvements the first thing because of different in- interests and involvements soon you begin to find out now that you're living together that you are one flesh now you begin to see who your husband really is who your wife really is 24/7 you are with them you know exactly who they are how they react in all situations what are their practices habits and so what happens we find out there are different interests hey i am like this but he is like this in our case you know very sharp in keeping the time was my husband me i have to finish all the household work get ready and in getting ready i have to put on makeup all these things and by the time i get ready he'll be in church that's how far apart we were our interests were different for him it was my job i need to go i need to do those things for me hey i have to finish all this and then i will come and be there our interests were so different and then our involvements different interests and involvements create a decrease in communication involvement when i say there are two things outside involvement coming in and inside involvement also okay both of these decrease our communication levels then the next thing is why come uh, dec- there is a decrease in communication after marriage because of familiarity ah my husband yeah yeah i know about him ah okay noni so i don't have to talk about this to him otherwise you know husband will say yeah 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 i know ah yeah you told me you know already yeah 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 okay fine we'll move on move on you see familiarity decreases communication next thing that decreases communication is lack of time i've got a i have to leave in 5 minutes what is it that you want to tell tell me in 2 minutes i have to go i'm busy i'm working for our home only lack of time we don't communicate after marriage and then another reason why communication decreases is we don't handle conflicts properly when we have a conflict when we have an argument we don't handle it properly you know we either he hurts me or i hurt him he doesn't see i to i i don't see i to i we don't solve that conflict we shut our mouths so what happens because we don't handle conflicts right there is a lack of communication 
and what all blocks communications you know let me tell you what are the things that block communication okay something has happened now we need to resolve that conflict you're trying to do that but suddenly what happens the husband comes screaming you know why you what happens the wife shuts because of an explosion in reaction i'm i'm just using husband and wife both of us have this problem so in some cases the wife will explode okay so both of us have because of explosions our communication stops next tears i was like that let me tell you now first year of marriage anything i'll just cry and when my husband sees the first drop of tear in my eyes he shuts off ah now you've started crying that's it finished communication stops there you cannot proceed further you know with tears we try to manipulate so now what happens husband will say okay okay don't cry okay fine we stop it the the conflict is not resolved he's just pacifying you for the moment let me remind you it will come back again so things that stop communication explosion tears the next thing that stops communication you know what we have a problem on ladies men also nowadays criticism immediately we criticize ah you're good for nothing what did you say you said this and now you're doing something we are so quick to criticize we are not able to see the good no we just want to find fault that's one way that stops communication next one wives are very good at that or i don't know maybe only i was like that silence the silent treatment killers husband will talk wife will be just quiet won't even talk won't even respond that kills communication okay and then the next is extreme chatterbox you keep on talking no the other person will shut off again communication is lost so you know the first thing that we saw in communication is why we have a decrease in communication then we saw things that block our communication the next thing is attitudes that cause this block in communication you know what are the attitudes that block our uh, communication pride you know that blocks our communication the fear of upsetting the partner these are all attitudes that stop our communication next is self centeredness my way i want it like this these things don't our attitude problem that needs to be dealt with if our communication needs to improve so which takes me to the last point on communication what to do to improve our communication the first thing we need to do to improve our communication is listen to each other okay 
we need the other next is we need to report our emotions immediately let me tell you, you know in our first year of marriage uh, first four months beautiful honeymoon period okay so everything was fine and everything was beautiful uh, i could bear with him he could bear with me all of this was fine but by this fourth month i also became pregnant and lots of hormonal changes my emotions were going crazy everything was you know up and down and you know every time he did something i would cry emotions but i didn't share it i just kept it to myself and no so today something happened i would cry and i would just leave it tomorrow something he would do again i would cry this time you know how i'll cry yesterday he did this today he's doing this carrying on the baggages and then crying more so i had a whole load of emotions packed without letting him know and on august 4th august 5th was our first anniversary august 4th night you know i'm waiting to bring all this baggages down don't hold your emotions share it immediately okay and then you need to know the right time to share that emotions you see what i did august 4th night <laughs> just before my first anniversary i bring down that packet you know all the things you know how i did it i i planned uh, okay 11 o'clock in the night i should start so that i finish it off by 12 and we start the new year sees very innocent but i think because of my innocence god had mercy you know i so innocently thought okay if i do it like this it will really work well and i also said i'll switch off the light i don't have to see his face when i bring down all these baggages <laughs> and i said you know what happened at 12 o'clock in the night after i said all this to him he said okay good night let's go to bed <laughs> this is what happened you know but then the next day morning something different happened um he came and said i'm really sorry for what i did i am also new to marriage i didn't know there's so much that i need to be aware of so from this day onwards we are going to do something new we are going to share everything immediately when something affects us we share it immediately we solve it immediately and we move forward immediately that's the decision he took i thank god for that decision he made and he told me in spite of my foolish timing okay so yes so what we need to do to improve our communication listen to each other report emotions immediately be honest be open and honest when you're saying something okay don't be manipulative don't say things to make the other person come to what you want just be honest with the situation think in honest way see that's why it's all important no your leaving cleaving and being one will make you to be honest with a matter 
and deal accordingly i only have 15 minutes and i have so much to share okay then you need to be clear be clear no you might think one in your head don't talk another through your mouth be clear in what you want because if you are not clear he will not understand and he will do it some other way it's the same if if you know he's not clear with me i might understand it differently and do it differently so we need to be clear be specific when you're talking about something don't bring a hundred other things into it okay always we have a problem there one point you might not like but you will connect it with so many other things that happened in the past and talk that will not work okay and then don't attack your spouse when you are communicating okay when i mean attack you know condemning criticizing blaming that will never improve communication okay don't defend yourself too when you are on the wrong learn to accept that's when communications can be better okay and then you need to fight for time together you need to find the time you cannot put things away especially in marriage you cannot afford to put things away okay and finally i would say pray together you know even if you're going to share something that needs to be settled say a word of prayer both of you lord we're going to talk about these things help us to communicate it correctly help us to do it rightly help us to come to a conclusion help us to agree if it is our mistake and help us to speak the right words you know we need to pray and then we will be able to communicate now after you know this communication develops and everything we also must know that in marriage conflicts come anybody here who says pastor i have been married and no conflicts no we do have when i say conflicts it can be as little as a mustard seed you know small conflicts or it can be as the mighty ocean big conflicts okay but conflicts do arise in marriage and why does this conflict come because there is differences in thinking perspective i said you no know, before in communication also same similar thing there is differences in our thinking perspective i think one way he thinks one way and we do one thing there is conflict and then you say i thought this is how we were going to do things but why you did like this conflict comes yes then there is difference in temperament you know maybe your husband is a very patient man but you are a short tempered person or vice versa so difference in temper temperaments will cause us to have conflicts and the next thing that brings conflict is poor communication 
we don't communicate correctly so what happens confess so we need to be very careful with the communication that's c so that we avoid this c conflict c okay so what do we do no attack the problem and not your spouse okay when you sense there is a conflict attack the problem and not your spouse what was it that caused this we need to solve it cool down and then begin to talk don't talk in the heat of the moment because our reactions will be very bad our words will be very strong and let me tell you words are very powerful you know you cannot take back what you told so we need to be very careful so cool down and then begin to talk resolve the matter when there is a conflict you got to immediately take time and resolve it okay sit down take all the things that we learned in our communication let it go out be honest be clear be specific do it right and resolve come to a conclusion when i say come to a conclusion in that you know we need to know we go back to the first c uh in our, i mean the second c the circles what is my role okay my husband is saying this is how we deal with this okay fine let me give my suggestions he's the ultimate decision maker let's come to a conclusion two things together again it all goes back to the first thing who you are in christ who you are in christ if you are like christ you will know how to make decisions you'll make the right decision if you make the right decision your wife will submit to it you see so how connected all these things are these are all important in our marriage the last thing i want to say in how to handle conflicts don't argue remember we are one ah what i said only is correct see i told you no i'll only be correct don't argue and try to win something and say you feel accomplished this is not that kind of a game is this marriage okay and so as one you now we try to resolve our conflicts and then the last thing i want to say is close the door to strife how can we close the door to strife so the first c is covenant the second c is circles the third c is communication fourth c is conflicts and fifth c is close the door close close the door to strife how can we close you know if we look at james chapter 3 was 13 to 18 oh i have only 8 minutes okay we'll do it um you know uh, james chapter 3 uh, verses 13 to 18 you know it talks about true wisdom that comes from god it talks about both kinds of wisdom you know the worldly wisdom and godly wisdom 
out of worldly wisdom comes what all selfish ambition you know and jealousy selfishness and bitterness and uh, you know all these things are un- are earthly unspiritual and demonic but the wisdom from above the godly wisdom is what verse 17 it's pure, pure it's peace loving gentle at all times willing to yield to others full of mercy and fruit of good deeds it shows no favoritism it is always sincere and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness so you see the only way thank you thank you so much the only way you can handle and close doors to strife is having godly wisdom you know we need to check in our marriage every day in the morning ask god lord help me to have this godly wisdom i want to follow your set of uh, uh, results that come from following your wisdom i don't want to follow the earthly unspiritual and demonic wisdom because if we are going to allow that there will be selfishness bitterness hatred all of these things building up causing confusion trying to break that covenant trying to disrupt the circles trying to you know disrupt our communication give room for more conflicts and we will keep it open for strife all the time in our homes so every day both of you as husband and wife ask god for wisdom to guide you to avoid strife okay so the two things that i said in the beginning who you are who you are the five c's are covenant circles communications conflict management management and closing doors to strife <coughs> the next thing is so now um you find your life partner you're married and then you have children because that's the um thing that god told us in the beginning you be fruitful and multiply so children are a blessing from above don't try to put it away you know plan and put it away we need to accept this generation this world the world's philosophy will teach you otherwise hey you need to have time to get to know each other then we can have time for children no you know those are not the advices that god gave god made man brought the woman and said hey now you be fruitful and multiply go enjoy this union okay so out of this comes children so now that you have children you have a responsibility called parenting so i just want to give you the five piece of parenting okay pat the first p thank you uh the first p is 
prayer. You know, the moment your child is born, lots of things run in your head, or rather, even before your children are born, lots of things run in your head. What? Oh, it's just, you know, been a year since I've married now. I'm going to have a baby. How I'm going to manage? I'm hardly trying to understand my wife, or I'm hardly trying to understand my husband. Now I come, comes a kid who depends on us. How are we going to handle these things? You know what the Bible says? Do not worry about anything, but pray about everything. So the first P is pray. Okay, when it comes to parenting, pray. If you're a new parent to be, pray. If you're already a parent and you are having children and you are finding it difficult to raise them up, pray. If you have a teenager in the home, pray more. Keep praying every day for your children. Don't worry. But always pray for your children. Okay? The next thing is play. Sometimes we forget this. Play with your children. Okay? See, there is a time for everything. The Bible says that. You know? In Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything. There is a time that you need to play. Play with your child. Let me give you something huh, that is really scary. From birth till they are 18 years old. 18 years old is the time they leave for college. Okay? You have only 936 weeks. From their birth till they are 18 years old. Okay, in another calculation, it says there are only 940 Saturdays from the time a child is born to the time the child is 18 years old. You say, Akka, I am so busy. I, you know, I am the father. I need, I have a big responsibility. I need to work. I need to do all these things. Maybe you're the wife who's saying, Akka, no, how many responsibilities I have as a wife and a mother. I need to build this home. But let me tell you, take time to play. At least give that one Saturday. Give at least 940 days for your children. And play with them. Take time to sit with them, laugh with them, roll with them. You know, enjoy them. All the other days you have, man, to correct them discipline them one day play with them don't bring correction there and tell oh you know do so lot enjoy play with them next thing you need to do is let me tell you okay now if your child is five years old 260 of those days are over you have only a balance of 600 days or so so don't waste time take time because I tell you these are the only times you know where you can impart so many things into their lives build them I tell you at 18 when they leave for college they are going to go out into that world and if they didn't have this time with you it will be easy for them to slip and go they wouldn't have learnt values they wouldn't have learnt how to handle uh, you know uh, 
defeats and you know when you play only they'll know how to lose in a game how to fight in a game everything you know so they will be prepared only if you spend time with them and so at 18 you will not have to worry because you have given them all that they need the godly wisdom you will impart to your child so when the child goes out you can easily let go and see them so okay so i again uh, you know give that play with your child the third key is prepare okay i'm sorry the third p is provide provide you know the bible says as parents we need to provide for our children you know if you want verse references 1 timothy 5 to 8 2 corinthians 12 14 okay we need to provide for our children in providence what is it that we need to provide we need godly wisdom you can't be providing all that they need i mean they want they will ask you all sorts of things you don't have to provide all that they want but provide them the right things that are needed to be given for your children okay so that responsibility lies with both the father and the mother you need to provide for them emotionally physically spiritually give them what is needed very important see you know even blocking certain things is providing you know like allowing certain things not allowing certain things all these are providing we need to be careful what we provide for our children but we need to provide fourth p is present a uh, prepare bible says in proverbs train your child in the way he should go when he is old he will not depart from it in other versions it says direct your child in some versions it says discipline your child you see no i want to buy a pen if i tell my child he has no idea okay so i just say hey son get me a pen what will he do he doesn't know where pens are sold he doesn't know which shop has it he doesn't know which street that shop is he doesn't even know that he needs to take his purse to go and pay for the pen and buy the pen will that child be able to buy that pen and bring it to me no i need to train him i need to direct him i need to say hey son today i want you to buy a pen for me but you know what you need to buy a pen you need money so i am going to give you money now what you need to go do you cannot go out in your nightwear change your clothes dress neatly and go out to the shop where's the shop you go out take a right and take a left and the end of the street on the left hand side is this shop go to that shop ask for this brand of pen and the shopkeeper will give you get it give him the money he will give you some change collect it come now will my child do it correctly without wasting time 
he definitely will he will go and come in 5 minutes but if i didn't direct him he would just go wander on the streets find one shop that shop won't have him might go to a rice shop and ask for a pen he might go to a milk booth and ask for a pen wasting time he might go he might give more money required than needed all of these things will be a waste so you see we need to prepare our children direct our children they are not just ready made their brains are fresh you need to put the right things show them the right way discipline them the right way teach them right from wrong it will not come on their own show them prepare them okay for the world that they are living and the final p is present them who gave them to you god gave them to you how are you going to present them to god are you going to go and say god you gave me a child here's that headache i couldn't do much with him or are you going to say god you gave me this child with the wisdom you gave i gave him my best i taught him i taught him your ways i taught him you are everything in his life i taught him skills i taught him how to fly he's here today bringing glory to your name you know what a joy it will be for our creator so in parenting these five pieces are so important So I just want to uh, tell you the last thing. If you want to have a godly marriage, you know, and a family, there is one thing that we need to do: have the right priority. You no, know? need to establish the priority. How the order needs to be. Okay, quickly I'll run through, and then we are done for today. The first thing is. the order of priority first thing relationship with god individually your relationship with god my relationship with god it needs to be the first and foremost in my life i need to take time to pray i need to take time to read god's word meditate on god's word receive wisdom from god's word i need to take time to worship him for who he is I need to get to know him get to know his heartbeat I need to seek him seek his direction in my life you know I need to seek him for provision in my life I need to have family prayers I need to have prayer time with my spouse I'm not telling you have one full day of prayer or one hour of prayer take a moment before you go for your work hold your spouse's hand say lord be with us guide us this day no moments like that no relationship is so important okay and uh, if when you have time please go and read psalm 101 okay it's called the householder psalm you know it's a beautiful psalm that speaks about how david sees to it that his household must be 
what needs to come in what needs to go out how this house should be that's how our house needs to be and for that god must be top priority in our lives the second priority is your relationship with your spouse you need to be open with your spouse you know an open book you need to spend time with your spouse i'm growing i'm having a garden if i don't spend time i will never see flowers bloom in my garden i'll never see my plants grow healthy if you want to see your marriage be healthy spend time with your spouse listen to your spouse talk to your spouse play with your spouse you can play do you know that you can also play there are games that you both can play scrabble one simple game uno cards play with your spouse go to parks not only that share your burden with your spouse open up say what is troubling you know what is a, a cause of concern be intimate with your spouse it is so important don't take that for granted you know ask questions am i making you happy is there something you want from me how better can i be for you ask questions to your spouse find their love language you know that's another whole different topic or uh, maybe we can do it another day find their love language what makes them feel loved do it for your spouse you know love them more than your children don't say for the sake of my children i am here with him, this man this man is everything to me and for us are our children that's how we need to look you know keep the flame burning just like how it was the day you were married keep that flame burning fall in love surprise you know do things that will ignite that fire in you every day say i love you a thousand times 25 years in our marriage we still say we love you to each other every day a thousand times you can ask our kids in fact in the church program that we did they said oh our parents are always lovey dovey lovey dovey yeah lovey dovey you know be like that you no know, hug each other read a lot of good books on marriage equip yourself that's the second important thing so relationship with god relationship with spouse this is the order the next really involved in their lives till the day they leave home active involvement ah he's doing something sometimes you know some of them don't even know which class they are studying and who their teacher is who their best friends are what is happening in their lives what if they have a phone what is inside that phone we need to be actively involved in our child know their every move know their every emotion can you see a change what's troubling you son we need to be actively involved find out okay and we need to nurture we need to make them grow healthy in a healthy atmosphere environment in a healthy way fit way everything and then we need to watch them cry and sit back and watch them fly you know very important thing 
only the mother doesn't raise the child father and mother raise the child both of you should raise your children set quality time with them so that's the third point relationship with children that's the third priority the fourth priority is your relationship with your church very important you know you need to be part of the church your family should be part of the church grow go to church regularly that is what will teach your children sunday is my time for god wednesday cell group my time with the church build that practice in your home okay so you need to be part of the part of the church you need to go to church regularly serve in the church whatever way you can cleaning sweeping being there smiling all these are service simple services serve in the church serve in small groups open your home for ministry everything you can do give your time for the church and give your first fruits your produce for the church be planted in the church let me tell you this is very important in your family life you need to be planted in the church you found this church you be planted some things might not be nice for you to hear some things might be you know painful something might hurt you but don't leave you simply you no know, moving from church to church is like taking a plant from one pot keeping it in another pot taking it keeping it will that plant grow healthy no it stays in a pot i pour i pluck i cut everything sometimes it's painful sometimes nice food but it all help me to bear much fruit make me grow okay so relationship in the with the church is so important be planted unless you're moving out and my final point is your relationship with your job that takes the last place in your priority jobs will change it is not the most important it should not be the most important it should not take more time than god and your family okay success is not in job success is in first being a child of god then being a good spouse then being a good parent then being a faithful believer in the church then being a good person in your workplace let me tell you your bread and your water is not coming from the job you have it comes from the god who provides for your daily needs god gave us a mandate he said you need to work yes work but that should not take all of your life there are important things okay so priorities are god first spouse next child children next church next finally your job you know when we are like this our homes will be blessed our marriages will be blessed our families will be blessed i pray that each one of you will have such kind of a home and bring glory what's the purpose of all of this to bring glory to the father now when he looks down on us he will say well done 
you're making me proud you're shining for me this is what we need to do may god be glorified through each of our families thank you